Okay, today's daf is Erev and daf Peivav. We are on Peihei Amad Beis, three lines from the bottom. Rabbi Huda Aimer, so our Mishnah said, Rabbi Huda said that Miesham Tfisas Yad, that if the landlord retains a Tfisas Yad, meaning he owns something in the property, so even though the tenant did not make an Erev Chatzeros, he doesn't answer on everyone else, since the landlord had already made the Erev Chatzeros, and he retained some ownership in the property by storing his kalim there. So Tfisas Yad, what is considered enough that the owner leaves inside, let's say, the hotel room or the apartment for it to be considered tfisas yad. So the Gemara says, So there was a fellow, Bonius Ben Bonius, who owned a lot of property, and he left his weirs throughout all these different buildings. So for him, that's considered he had tfisas yad in each one of his homes. So he once came in front of Rabbi Amar When Rabbi saw him, he said, Make room for the person who owns a hundred mana. I mean, he's a he's a wealthy fellow, not not not, not a billionaire, but he's a millionaire. Us in Shachrina, another person came in. Amalahu, panamakal ben masayim mana. This this person's a billionaire, so even even more. So Amalafan Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Rabbi Aviv Shelzeh. This person's father, Bunyas, Yeshla Elif Sfinus Bayam, he owns a thousand ships. He owns many cities and islands. So, why are you calling him the millionaire and the other fellow you're calling the billionaire? In fact, he himself is very wealthy, he's extremely wealthy. So, why are you not giving him the proper cover? So, I'm Rabbi told him, So, when you tell us, when you find his father, tell him, Don't send him in these uh, pauper's clothing. Knockoff brands, Norsham's rack. He has to, or he has to come in dressed like a billionaire. Then I would give him the proper covered. Now this is a theme we find that Rebbe used to do. Rebbe mechabed Ashirim. Rebbe would give covered to Ashirim. Rebbe kiva mechabed Ashirim. Kedarosh Rabbi Vamari. Yeshiv Olam Mefnei Kim Chesed Emes Man Yinzuru. That Emes Ayeshiv Olam Mefnei Kim. The pasuk means Apiagarta. That when is the world. In, in good standing in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, or settled in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, when there's kindness, there's chesed of emes, so then the poor people are taking are taken care of. That's when you know chesed. Um, that's what the world survives on. So therefore, you're mechabed ashirim who support the aniim. There's a hakira one could declare was Rabbi mechabed ashirim because they fed the aniim, so to give them the proper covet, or was it in order? It's like to use them in order that they should actually. Give tzedakah, so we give them covered. You honor them by the dinner, in order for them to actually give more money. It's very interesting, hakira, and there's two sides to the coin. So Rabbi okay, fine. So that was the story regarding tfisas yad. Next, now back to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Shita was that as long as the balabayas, the landlord, kept something in the hotel room in the apartment building, then the, even though the tenant did not make an eruv, the tenant does not answer on everyone else. So the Gemara says. What would be an example? The peg of a plow. We actually just had this in our Smichas Chavashir regarding Hilchos Muksa. This is a classic example of Muksa Machmas Chesarinkis. So, Yoseit Shalmacharish. Now, you might ask, isn't that a problem? It's Muksa. So, Fakar, that's why it's fine. Because the Gemara says, I'm Rav Nachman, Tundra Be'er Shmuel, Dover, Nito Pashab, something they can move on Shabbos. So, let's say the, the owner would leave his bottle of scotch there, and then he can move it on Shabbos and drink it. So, then, Oyster, then the tenant would ask her because the landlord could come and drink on Shabbos. And though, you know, throughout Shabbos, there won't be any booze left, and therefore the owner no longer has Tfisas Yad. However, Dover, Nito Pashab is, you know, something that's Muksa, like a Yoseit Shalmacharish, that in fact is actually good because he 
won't be able to move it on Shabbos. He retains Tfisas Yari. He always has his ownership throughout the entire Shabbos. Tani Nami. If the owner has Tevel or he has Ashashis, which is like the metal bars or glass, well, I don't know if it was glass, but something like that. The Chaldavar Shinito Bashabas, anything that's Muksa, so Eina Iser, then the tenant does not Aser the Chatzar because it's really the landlord's and landlord was part of a Chatzar, and as long as the landlord kept something that is Muksa that cannot be removed on Shabbos in the room, in the apartment building, so then the, the, he is still considered Tfisa Siad on the property, and the tenant will not Aser on anyone else. Okay, so continuing with the theme of our Mishnah. Regarding chaseres, so let's say Someone leaves his house, and he was not part of an erev, and he goes spend Shabbos in another village. Whether he's a non-Jew or he's Jewish, hareza oiser. So since he does live in his original city, so he leaves his town, he goes away for the weekend. So the question here is, when you have someone who is an owner, it's Dira, but there's no one there. There's no one there for Shabbos. Is that considered, does that ask for them regarding Eruv Echatzer? So on one end you could say, well, there's there's a base Dira there. People technically could live there. On the other end you could say there's no Bailam there. No one's there right now. So that's the question. So the first Tana holds, Hareze Oyser, either a Ratzayid or a non-Jew, Hareze Oyser, Divrei Rabbi Meir, even though he's not in town. Rabbi Yehuda Oymer, Rabbi says, no, in Oyser, doesn't ask Rabbi Yisrael, well, it depends. Nachri Yisrael, non Jew who could drive back, even though he went away for the weekend, he'll come back. So Yisrael, in answer with Yisrael, Shein Derech Yisrael, love it He's not going to come back from the Tomah Shabbos. And therefore, once he went away for Shabbos, he went to, from Brooklyn to Lakewood, whatever it is, he's not coming back. Therefore, there is no concern of Shimonim. No, I feel in your face of Allah, Lishbos, Eitzel Bite, Ba'isir, Eina Oyser. Let's say the person went away for Shabbos, but not to, you know, a different city outside the Tom. He literally went around the corner to his daughter's house. So even though it's in the same city, he could walk back. He doesn't answer. He's not coming back. He's going there for Shabbos. They have a good meal. He's going to sleep there. He's not coming back once he's comfortable by his daughter's house. So Amar Rava Halacha Krabi Shimwe Paskin like Rab Shem Vedafka Bitai. Fascinating. Gemara, the Gemara says only by his daughter. But let's say he's going to his son, and when he goes with his son, there's also a daughter-in-law there. Loi Dami Inchi Novach Bach. Kalba ul. If a male dog barks at you, don't worry about it. You go go in. Navach bach puk. You should get out of there. So when it's his daughter and the there's not such a confrontation between you know the parents and the daughter. So who might be the odd man out? It's the son-in-law. A son-in-law, you can deal with it. You ignore him. Whatever you're supporting him, it's fine. But a daughter-in-law. Uh, it might get uh, confrontational, so therefore there's no guarantee that just because they went away to the to his son and daughter-in-law for Shabbos, they're going to stay there. Good chance, fat chance they're going to be back here uh, after the meal. So therefore, we do consider it that he still lives here on Shabbos, and therefore he answers in his original house unless they made an Erev. Okay, so now we're really going to go back to our theme of the parak regarding your shtechatzeres, one next to the other, and the question, and there's no Pesach, there's no easy entrance between the two, so therefore they cannot make an Erev chatzeres. And we've been discussing various different uh, scenarios where there's something in between them, who has the rights to it. So now you have an interesting case. Bar Shebein Shtechatzeres. So you have two Chatzeres, and you really want to get a picture for this. So if you have an Arsul Gemara, or you have a Masifta, or look online, there's some great pictures. So this is very important. Bar Shebein Shtechatzeres. You have a bar that's in between two Chatzeres, and you have a wall that 
that you know is in between chutzur A and chutzur B, and underneath this wall you have a bar, you have a pit. Now the pit is this round bar or a square bar, whichever picture you have, and the bar is on both sides of the chutzur. It overlaps on both sides. So the question is, can I draw water from the bar on Shabbos? On one hand, well, it's in my property. On the other hand, well, half the bar is in the other person's property. You have to make an additional mechitza, independent of the wall being on top of the bar. You have to make a new mechitza of ten tvachim. And we're going to see where exactly you're putting this. Let, let's assume it's like a, uh, a, a board that's ten tvachim tall. Using that as your mechitza, you have to put it somewhere. So the, t- the first time I said like this, bein momata, bein mitoich ugna. You could put it down or mitoich ugna or within the ugna as the lip of the bar. And you, put it, you put it anywhere within the bar. This t- ten tefach mechitza works. As long as it's within the airspace of the bar, it's fine. The Gemara is going to explain this. So, Shimon Ben Gamliel that it's machlek espeshame milmata. It has to be below. What does that mean? The Gemara asked the question. Well, they still amirim milmala. Has to be above the water, above the pit. We'll see. That is Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel's opinion. Amr Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, "Nah, unnecessary. Why are you busy making uh, boards ten ten tefachim high? You have a wall right there. There's a wall on top of this bar. Who needs an extra mechitza? You have a wall there. So." That is Rabbi Yehuda's shita. Okay, now, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said, you have machloikis between Beishamai and Beisela. When you have this ten tefach mechitza, where do you put it? Beishamai oimrim melmata. You put it below, and Beisela said you put it above. What does this mean? So you have machloikis in the Amiram. What is meant when we say melmata, and what is meant when we say melmala? So I'm Rav Huna. Lamata means lamata mamish. It has to be below the... I, everything in this case has to be below the bar. What it means is it has to be close to the, closer to the surface of the water. It doesn't have to touch the water, but if you're looking at the bar, imagine you have a bar and the water, let's say, I don't know, 15 feet down. So when you take your 10 tafach mechitza, your board, so put it close in close proximity to the water. And lamala, what is lamala? What would lamala mean? This is Hillel's shita. Lamala mamish, towards the top of the bar. Meaning you never have to put the mechitza actually in the water. It doesn't have to get wet. It could be dry after Shabbos. The question is, should it be closer to the top of the bar? That's Basilo's opinion. And seemingly, it makes sense because I should see it. As soon as I look into the bar, I'll see it right in my face. Or do we say it should be closer to the water? That would be Beishamai's opinion. So according to Rav Huna, the... This is not really a mechitza. It's not blocking anything. Maybe we'll call this a hacker. That's how Rashi uh, explains at this point. So that's... That's what we see. Now, Amravun Lamata, Lamata Mamish, Lamala, Lamala Mamish, Vizeb, Vizeb, Bar, and both of these are in the bar. Ravi Hudaimer, Lamata, Lamata Manamayam. When we say Lamata, that means literally in the water, on the floor of the bar. That's where the beam, that's where this um, plank of wood has to be, this mechitza. And Lamala means Lamala Manamayam, it means above the water. It could be totally above the water, but it has to be near near the surface of the water. So I'm going to read Rabbi So the Gemara is going to ask Kashos on Rabbi Yehuda. Hadam Rabbi Yehuda. Lamata lamata menamayim. Rabbi Yehuda said, in the Pshat and Beishamah is, when the Beishamah says it has to be lamata, it means below the, the, the surface of the water, meaning it's all the way on the floor of the bar, 
And at this point, we assume that water is going to go right above it. Let's say the, let's say the water level is 15 tvachim above the floor. So, meaning above, above 15 tvachim deep. That's the water. And you put in a 10 tefach deep board, so you're going to have 5 tefach of space that the water could flow above it. Now, what's the, what's the problem? Hold on a second. Why did you tell me that it's not enough to simply put the mechitza in the pit itself? If it doesn't actually go into the water, it must be darive mine because the water is going to mix, and chatzor A is going to draw water from the bar, but he's also picking up water from chatzor B, darive maya. So the maya. even if you put it all the way in the bottom, as long as the water level is above the the mechitza, you're going to have arivimayim. Water is going to mix. So Malay is a buyer response. Hold on a second. You didn't hear what Rav Yudam Rav said. And some say it's, that it was said b'shem rabchia. It's not enough to simply put it on the floor of the bar and that's it. A tenth It actually has to be that the Mechitza comes out of the water. That you have to see the roishin shalkan and lamalam and amayim tefach. It has to come a tefach above the surface of the water. So it's not true that arive maya water will not mix. You're actually putting a separation. You're putting a serious mechitza, uh, splitting the bar in half. Vesu, fine. That was one kasher of you. Then we had a terence. Vesu, another kasher on. On Rav Yehuda Shita Hod, on Rav Yehuda lamalam and amayim maishna lamalo mamish deloy. So Basil said it has to be Lamala. So Rav Yehuda said Lamala means Lamala and Amayim, and it has to actually like be right next to the surface of the water. So Maishna Lamala Mamash Deloy. Why is this better than the first way of saying it? Rav Huna said Lamala meant that as long as it's within the bar, you don't have to make it any lower. Just lower it down, uh, starting from the pit, and it goes ten tefachim down. And it could be, I don't know, five feet above the surface of the water. I don't care, as long as it's inside the bar. So Rav Yehuda is coming to argue with them. and says, no, it has to be in a close proximity to the water. And the question is why? We're assuming because the water is going to mix. Didn't hear of the sheet of Yaakov Kachina. That according to Beis Hillel, in this shita of Rav Yehuda, that when you when we say it has, it's, it's lamala, but it has to actually touch the surface of the water, it actually has to go into the surface of the water, at least a tefach deep. Meaning you're starting from the edge of the bar, you go down, and it has to, has to actually be submerged one tefach into the water. So you see that there is something here. Now Rashi explains that the machlekes based shami b'shol would be. Look at the Rashi right on the side. That she she shakea roshe konam hatachtonu na ubahopligi de beshamai bo mechitza mafsekes. So this is how Rav Yehuda will learn. According to beshamai, you need a mechitza mafsekes. You need a real mechitza that separates the bar and half. Adatoim all the way until the bottom. We still a bo hacker mechitza. You need a hacker to remind you there is some type of mechitza. So even if one tefach is enough to be a hacker. Now that is the shita of Rav Yehuda. That's how he explains the machlekes. So it's fine. One more one more kasha. We have another sheet of Rav Yehuda, which says, Let's say you have a dilapidated building, and you have a kaira, you have a beam that goes that goes on top, like a, a, a kaira from Mavoy, uh, the, 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 the classic kaira we have at the entranceway of a Mavoy. So you have a, a cross beam. 
So as long as it's four tefachim wide, it's materis bechorva. It allows one to carry in the chorva, in the room, meaning there's no actual fourth wall. All you have is a kaira, it works. How does this work? Machlik is rishonim. Is it good achas mechitzta? Is it pitikra yoyred v'soysim? Like the edge of a roof comes down. Not uh, important for this gemara. It's very important in Hilchas Erevin, but not for now. Rav Nachman Amar Rabba Baravua. Not only does it work by a chorva, it also works, I'm sorry, it only works by a, a uh, only by mayim, only on top of water. So when you have a kaira that's four tvachim wide, that is above a bar, in between two chatzeras, it allows you to, to draw water. That's the case of our Mishnah. So the says, hold on a second, how does that work? When you, let's say you have just a tap, just you have, you have a beam right across the top of the bar. When you lower your bucket, the bucket could, could easily swim underneath that beam, and it goes to the other side of the of, of the of the mechitza. So how does it work? Just to have something on top? How does that help anyone? So the Gemara says, Even the the worst fisherman, he's not going to be more than four tefachim off. So therefore, you're always going to be underneath the beams. So the Gemara says, "Hold on a second, doesn't help you." But underneath the beam itself, the water is mixed. So how does it help you? Ella, so the Gemara says Ella, and most of the Rishonim learn, we do not go with Rav Yehuda, we're back to Rav Huna. Nothing to do with the actual Mechitza, you don't have to have the beam inside the water, or coming out of the water, we go, don't go like that. What's the whole concept of a ten tefach mechitza in our Mishnah? There's a special heter of mechitzais tzluyais that we, we have a mechitza even though it's hanging, it's not, it's, it's just simply above the surface of the water. We have this several times we had it in the case of a boat. We have it in the case of riverfront property with a ledge. So this is a classic example of mechitza tzluyais over mayim and that is why the Mishnah allows us to put a beam or to put a ten tefach mechitza. That's how it works. Does it work in a chorbos? Rav only works by mayim because to be able to drink water on Shabbos. So they allowed the mechitza mataris, and it's like an imagine, imaginary mechitza that it goes to the bottom, even though uh, we know that there's nothing there. It's just uh, an, imag- an imaginative mechitza. Okay, and then, then the Mishnah said, brought down. A final shita. They have Yehuda held. Light the mechitza. The mechitza should not be greater than the wall. Meaning, you had a wall in between chutzre and chutzre b. There's a bar underneath the wall, and it's coming out on both sides. So you have to add a new mechitza. What, what do you need, new mechitza? I have a mechitza there. I have a bar, and I have a wall right on top of this bar. So isn't that a good mechitza? Some rabbi, rabbi Yechanan, rabbi Yehuda, b'shitas rabbi Yosi Amara. Rabbi Yehuda holds like. Rabbi Yosi, the Amar Mechitzah Tzluya and Taras Filibei Abash. Rabbi Yosi holds the Mechitzah Tzluya is not limited to just in situations of water. It even works by Abasha. Now, what does by Abasha have to do with here? We're not talking about dry land. We're talking about you actually have a wall on top of the water. So Rashi and the Rishonim explain that in this case, since the Mechitzah wasn't built specifically to be on top of the bar, it was just there as a as a mechitza between chatzor A and chatzor B, it's, a, it's the wall of the courtyard. So that's ke'ilu, it's as if this mechitza was made by Abasha. Okay, fine. And now, we, how do we see Rabbi Yosi hold to this? That's now, went to the Mishnah, Sukkah, someone is making a wall, and he's weaving walls, lowering walls, shalshal means lowering, shalshal, he's lowering walls from top to bottom. Now, 
if you don't get all the way to the down to the floor, or at least you don't you don't get to within at least three tochem of the floor, it's possible. Because we said it's, that's called the mechitzah bikin bus. If the, the sukkah walls are not within three tochem of the ground, it doesn't work. However, let's you start from the floor, the ground up. So im Once you have ten tochem of wall, so then it's kosher, and we say good asik mechitza, and the walls go up all the way to the sukkah. Uh, with, with our imagination. That it works both ways. The same way it works going up, it works going down. Ah, you're telling me that uh, it's mechitza shegedim baikin, but you're right. It's an imaginative, imaginative mechitza. Hopefully that's a really a word. But it, in our imagination, we're making a mechitza. So even though technically a goat could walk underneath it, still, there's mechitza tluya, even though kalu she kilu chacham meitzal mayim. Rabbi Yosi says, nah. We always mechitza tluya always works. Fine. So we see that Rabbi Yosi holds mechitza tluya works even by a basha, and if Rabbi Yehuda, in a similar situation, could say that our mechitza that was made as a regular separation between chatzir and chatzir could work with using the concept of mechitza tluya. So the Gemara says, "V'loyhi loy Rabbi Yehuda sarva lakrab yosi v'loy Rabbi Yosi sarva lakrab Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda doesn't go like Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Yosi doesn't like Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda loy sarva lakrab Yosi I can't come Rabbi Yehuda elabayu v'chatzir sarabanan when Rabbi Yehuda say that that mechitza tluya works that's only by dinim derabanan avul sukkah deiraisa loy when it comes to sukkah sukkah would be an iser would be a mitzvah deiraisa if you're not eating in the sukkah so maybe Rabbi Yehuda does not hold of mechitza tluya working universally and v'loy Rabbi Yosi several Rabbi maybe Rabbi Yosi who has a special din by sukkah doesn't hold like Rabbi Yehuda regarding this case of a mechitza on top of a bar worst comes to worst if you messed up in sukkah you violated a mitzvah say of of eating in the sukkah or eating in a place that's not a sukkah right avol shabbos shabbos where worst comes to worst the iser skiluhu if someone violates shabbos it's uh in the worst case scenario he would be high be punished by skila so why am i maybe he didn't say a special Hetter of mechitzas tuliyos. Now, in time, if you're going to ask me, oh, say my sister not supposed to that famous story that took place in Sephardi, which we'll mention in a minute. I'll pee me nas. If Rabbi Yosi didn't hold to this din of mechitzas tuliyos works on Shabbos, what was that story in Sephardi, which was the town of Rabbi Yosi? Didn't they pass him like him? So the Gemara says, no. I'll pee Rabbi Yosi. I'll pee Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Yosi nas. It was his son's psak. It wasn't his psak. What was the story? The chaser of Dimi Amar Amar and of Dimi came from our Tzadah Bavli. He said, Hamachas Shachu Levi Sefer Torah Bayon. One time they forgot to bring the Sefer Torah to Shul before Shabbos. Let's say they're doubting in the tent, coronavirus, no air, whatever it is. They forgot to bring the Sefer Torah. They spread out sheets on these amudim, on these posts. They view Sefer Torah and threw these sheets which were suspended and it didn't reach the ground. Mechitza Tluya. They were able to make Mechitzas and they made Mechitzas on Shabbos. We're going to ask that in a question in a second how they allowed to do that. But either way, they did that. And you see they carried utilizing this concept of Mechitza Tluya. So the says, Parsu? What do you mean? They spread out you can't make oil you can't make a mechitza hamateras you can't put up a mechitza on Shabbos that's going to actually help you in halacha so how can they do that that wasn't the story they found sheets that were already spread out before Shabbos these sheets did not come within three twachim of the ground so the only possible heter to use would have been 
Mechitza Tluya, and it was not Rabbi Yossi that allowed it, and it was his son, Rabbi Shmo Ben Rabbi Yossi Shkoyach.